to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome to this episode of Affirming Truth. I am your host and your friend, Carla Arges, and we are going to look at a question someone asked me recently on an Instagram post. I was talking about how really our healing, our growing, all of that stuff is done in partnership with Christ. And someone asked the question, what does it mean to partner with Jesus? What does that look like? And I thought that was a fabulous question that I wanted to bring here to the podcast. It really reminded me of my early days in my walk with Jesus, where a lot of these things felt abstract. I remember sitting in confusion for a long time on what does it mean to renew your mind? Now it seems so simple and obvious, but there was a while where it felt so abstract. I couldn't get my head around it. Or there was a while where I couldn't understand my purpose or my call. It felt really abstract when really it's quite simple for all of us. And so this idea of partnering with Jesus in our healing, as we walk through suffering, as we walk through trauma, as we walk through mental health challenges, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what does partnering with Jesus look like? And we're going to dive into this. The first thing I want to do is remind you that the Godhead itself is partnership. The Godhead itself is partnership. The father plans, the son speaks, the spirit moves. It's a partnership. And that is exactly what God wants to do with us. I remember reading this analogy about a woman who was so hungry and she kept praying to God, God, give me bread. God, I need bread. God, supply bread. And someone dropped off eggs and she was a little disgruntled. No, Lord, I need bread. Please provide bread. And someone dropped off some flour. She was a little disgruntled. Lord God, why aren't you listening to me? Why aren't you hearing the the call of my heart? Lord, I need bread. And then someone dropped off some salt. And she was confused and she was angry and she was feeling like God was deserting her in her time of need and said, God, I needed you. You said that you would answer. You said that you weren't here. Why have you abandoned me? Why have you not answered my prayer? And God said to her, I gave you everything you need to make bread. This is a beautiful example of what it means to partner with Jesus. He gives us the resources, but we have to work to bring it all together, right? God will give us the ingredients for the bread, but we actually have to put our hands to work and make the bread. That is the partnership that Jesus calls us to. 
In 1 Corinthians 3.9, it says we are laborers together with God. In John, Jesus talks about him being the vine and we being the branches. We can't do anything outside of Christ. I mean, we were designed from the beginning of time, even before sin, to work in partnership with God. We read this in Genesis 2.15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. God could have done that. God could have made it self-sustaining, but God's idea, God's heart has always been in partnership with us to bring about his plans and his purposes. So are you doing your part? For a long time, I was asking God to heal me and rescue me from my suffering, to heal me of my mental illness, to take away the pain of my trauma. And that didn't happen. But what was happening and what I was ignoring was the fact that God would point me towards therapists. God would have the doctor recommend medication. God would point out through a sermon how I wasn't regularly reading the Bible. God would reveal to me unforgiveness in my heart. And yet I took no action on any of these things. I was like the lady with all the ingredients, but not doing the work to create bread. God was pointing out where there was unforgiveness in my heart, but it was my job to get into the heart posture of forgiveness. It was my job to make the decision. I decide to forgive. Every day I'm going to wake up and decide to forgive the people that hurt me, whether or not they've asked for it, because God has asked me of it. Every day I'm going to work out the forgiveness in my heart didn't come instantly. I had to work it out. When people deny, deny their pain and instead buffer it or numb it or disassociate it from it with mindless scrolling or food or alcohol, you're not doing your part. God is revealing to you your pain so that you can feel and heal it. That's your part. But when we buffer and numb, we're not partnering with Jesus. We're not taking the ingredients and making bread, right? You know, so often we pray, God, rescue us. God, save us. We, we get upset when we don't see God answer our prayers in the prescription that we want them answered, that we totally ignore how he is showing up and pointing the way. We want instant relief. But God's plans and purposes for us is so much greater. He wants to make us more like Jesus. His plan and purpose for us is not instant relief. It's refinement. It is sanctification. It is dying to self and picking up our cross. It is surrendering to the word of God. It is surrendering to the will of God. God wants to transform us and he partners with us in doing it. We have to do the work. I heard another analogy 
where there was this huge flood. People were having to escape their homes. It was emergency evacuations. And this guy kept saying, God will save me. And the water kept rising in his house. So he went upstairs and he's like, no, God will save me. The sirens were going. They were being told to evacuate. Evacuation help was coming. But the man decided to stay in his house and said, no, God will save me. And the water kept rising and he climbed on his roof. And he's like, no, God, God will save me. A guy came by in a boat and said, come on, get in the boat. Let's go get to higher land. Let's go get to safety. And the man's like, it's okay. God's going to save me. A rescue helicopter came and said, climb on, let's go. We'll get you to safety. And the man was like, no, that's okay. God's going to save me. And the water kept rising and kept rising. And finally, the man was overcome and he drowned. And he got to heaven and he said, God, I trusted you to save me and you never saved me. And God's like, what are you talking about? I sent the alarms. I sent the evacuation crew. I sent the man on the boat. I sent the helicopter. You did not take that step forward. You did not do your part. We want instant. God wants partnership. You know, it says in the word that God created us for good works. God created us for work. We work out our faith. We work out our healing. We work out our sanctification, not the work that earns us heaven. We can't earn it. We can't work our way to heaven. That's not the type of work I, I want. Heaven, salvation, eternal life is a free gift given to us by Christ, by what he did at the cross, by his resurrection. There is nothing that we can do to earn it. And there is nothing that we can do to to disqualify us if we are willing to come within a repentant heart. I'm not talking about earning our salvation. I'm talking about working out our faith. I'm talking about the daily walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't say God rescues me from the valley of the shadow of death. That's not what the verse says. He says he's with me. He leads me. To be led though, requires us to do the work of walking along with our rescuer. So many of us pitched a tent in our pain. We pitch a tent in our trauma. We pitch a tent in our suffering and want to be removed. God's saying, okay, come follow me. Follow me through this valley. Be refined as we go through this valley. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will work out all things for your good. Come and follow me. And we don't get up and we don't walk and we don't do our part. We stay. We want God to operate the way we want God to operate. It's not how it works. You want healing in your life? Do the work of forgiveness. You want joy in your life? Do the work of letting go of bitterness. You want health in your life? Do the work of exercise and choosing foods that support a healthy life. 
You want to know God more? Read his word. You want to heal from your trauma? Do the work that looks at what are your core beliefs? How do you renew your mind? How do you grieve properly? How do you forgive? How do you get out of victim mentality? God will guide you through all of this. You have to be willing to follow him through it all. And unfortunately, and I see this in my line of work, people will book discovery calls with me and I can tell right away in a discovery call, in a 15-minute call, if that person is ready to do the work. And unfortunately, I see a lot of women who want the work done for them. And then they stay stuck and they continue living a shell of their life year after year. They continue to stay stuck in survival mode year after year. They continue to live in negativity and a miserable life year after year because they are unwilling to commit to the work. Guys, the work is hard, but not doing the work is hard. You got to choose your heart. Are you going to choose the heart of picking up your cross and following after Jesus and partnering with him, doing your part? God has put lots of options in front of you for your healing. Heck, renewing hope, my course, is something that God may be putting in front of you for your healing. But you got to do the work. Partnering with God is saying, okay, God, lead me and I will follow. You see, intellectually, we know this. We know what partnering with Jesus looks like. Partnering with Jesus says, okay, I'm going to get into your word every day so I know your voice and therefore I can hear your voice. I sometimes talk to women. They're like, I don't hear from God. Okay, when was the last time you read your Bible? Outside of group Bible study and Sunday sermon, when was the last time you, you individually and personally spent time with God? Well, the answer is they haven't. I have some women come to me and say, I've been stuck for so long and I keep praying and nothing's changing. And I ask them, okay, so what have you done to produce change in your life? Well, what do you mean? I've been praying. Okay. But what action have you taken? Pray. Yes. But take action. Partnering with Jesus is us taking action with him, right? He created us for work. His intention was always for us to work with him. Like we read in Genesis by being in the garden to work it and care for it. What work are you doing? What work are you doing to give God glory and grow closer to him? What work are you doing to align your spirit to obedience? Because oftentimes when we are stuck in pain, we are stuck living outside of what God wants us to do. The pain is not punishment for sin. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. Trauma is not our fault. Things that were done to us is not our fault. If you suffer from mental illness, it's not your fault. But my question is, what are you doing to improve on that? What are you doing to heal from that? 
That is your responsibility. And God's saying, here's my open hand. I'm ready to walk with you through it, but you have to put one foot in front of the other. Partnering with Jesus is trusting him to guide you and then you taking those steps. Partnering with Jesus is saying, Holy Spirit, reveal to me where I need to heal. And then you doing the work to heal. Holy Spirit, reveal to me where I'm holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness. And then you do the work to forgive. Holy Spirit, show me where you want me to go. And then you go, even if you don't understand it, even if it's hard. Partnering with Jesus requires action. It's an action word. Partnering is an action word. You've got to take action. Beyond being in prayer, you've got to take action. If you are struggling, ask yourself, what is something that I have done to move through my struggle well? What is something that I've done? What is an action that I've taken to move through my struggle well? This is key. Become self-aware. My affirming truth for you today is I am committed to doing the work God gives me in my healing and growth. And I want to take you to 2 Thessalonians 3.10, where Paul says, For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. If you are unwilling to do the healing work, you will not be healed. If you are unwilling to do the forgiveness work, you will die with bitterness. If you are unwilling to do the work of dying to self, you will die to this world. You have to be willing to work. So I know this is a very somber episode and I hope a challenging one for you. And I hope it takes you to the point of reflection. What have I done to move through my struggle, to move through my pain, to move through my healing? What actions have I taken? And blaming others is not action. Looking for others to do the work is not action. What action specifically have you taken? Because if you are unwilling to do the work, you will not eat. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.